Have you caught my free masterclass, Write Your Novel or Memoir in Three Months Without Killing or Embarrassing Yourself? Because you can watch it right now by going to maryadkinswriter.com forward slash masterclass. It takes an hour and you will love it. I promise. maryadkinswriter.com forward slash masterclass. I hope you love it. Welcome to the First Draft Club, a podcast to help you write your book with joy, clarity, and maybe a few coffee stains. If you're working on a novel or a memoir, whether you haven't written creatively since seventh grade English or you have an MFA in creative writing, this podcast is for you. I'm here to help you fight through resistance and finish your draft. Okay, I have a confession to make. Last week, I told you that this week's episode would be on my four notebooks method. But this week, I was asked a question from a writer that really excited me. In fact, it excited me so much that I started recording a podcast episode on it, having forgotten that I told you I would cover the four notebooks method. (laughs) So we're not going to cover the four notebooks method today because I got too excited about something else. I promise I will share the four notebooks method with you next week. But for now, let's dive into today's question. Today, I'm answering a question that came up in a recent weekly word shop, which is the weekly group coaching call that I have with my course students. This question reads, Dear Mary, do you have suggestions for dealing with the struggle that the idea in your head is so much better than the way it comes out on paper? When this question came up in our weekly call, there were a lot of nods. I noticed um, everybody's, most people are on camera, so you can see people's faces. And I saw nodding around the group. I think this is a struggle that many writers relate to. I certainly do. Every book I've written has been better in my head than it was when it came out. And, and in a way, of course it has. You know, reality can't really compete with, with an imaginary ideal because Our ideals don't have flaws. (laughs) We conveniently leave those out of our fantasies. So the execution is never going to live up to this perfect idea um, before it was before it was formed and a thing, a tangible thing in the real world. But for some writers, I know that this discrepancy between ideal and reality can be paralyzing. So here are three strategies for dealing with this struggle. And I'm saving my favorite one for last. So keep listening. All right. Strategy one, embrace the lesser evil. Okay. I call this one the lesser evil because the book you write will probably be a disappointment in some ways. Unless you're an egomaniac, you're probably going to be disappointed in the book that you write. Like I said, I always am. I literally always am. And not just books I write, but also essays and poems and short stories. I've been disappointed in everything I've ever written. And that's okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm okay with that. Because the disappointment at having written something that was better in my head as an idea, that disappointment is still better than the thing I haven't written gnawing at me. I'm going to say that again. The disappointment at having written something that was better in my head is still better 
It's a better feeling. It's a preferable feeling than the feeling of an unwritten book gnawing at me. When I compare those two feelings, there is no question which I prefer. I prefer to disappoint myself. I prefer to have something. I prefer to act as opposed to feeling impotent and paralyzed and you know like I am like I am not bringing this thing into the world that is begging me to 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 do something with it. So, that strategy was embrace the lesser evil of the two feelings. Strategy number 2 is to try on humility. To try on humility as if it's an outfit. A few months ago, I went to a creativity seminar led by Elizabeth Gilbert, who is the author of Big Magic um, and City of Girls. Her novel City of Girls came out in the last couple of years. It's incredible, among some other great books. And during the Q&A portion of this seminar, a writer asked her this same question, the exact same question. How do I deal with the fact that when I write, it's not as great as the idea was in my head? And she had a one word answer, humility. You need to embrace humility, she said. Maybe you aren't going to write Moby Dick. Maybe you aren't going to change the world in some grand sweeping way with your novel. Maybe it won't win all the awards. And so then what? Like, what if that is the case? How does that make you feel? Will you do it anyway? Do you want to do it anyway? Because if so, maybe you're doing it for a reason other than big accolades or a grand impact. Maybe you don't need those and you can accept that you are a writer who is going to write regardless of whether your work ends up stroking your ego in the way that you hope that it will. I really liked this answer, which I have paraphrased and probably butchered. So I wanted to share it here. Um, I also want to share with you a quote. If you hear me opening a book, it is George Saunders' recent um, book, A Swim in a Pond in the Rain, um, a book on writing. And I want to read you a quote from this book because along the same lines, I think, I think it's really powerful. He's talking about the moment when we look at a work of art that we have created. And he says, it is less in italics. Less is in italics here. It is less, less than we wanted it to be. And yet it's more too. It's small and a bit pathetic, judged against the work of the great masters. But there it is, all ours. What we have to do at that point, I think, is go over, sheepishly but boldly, and stand on our shithill and hope it will grow. And to belabor this already questionable metaphor, what will make that shithill grow is our commitment to it, the extent to which we say, Well, yes, it is a shithill, but it's my shithill. So let me assume that if I continue to work in this mode that is mine, this hill will eventually stop being made of shit and will grow. And from it, I will eventually be able to see and encompass in my work the whole world. I love this quote. I think this is um, a great, uh, another way of saying what Liz, uh, Liz Gilbert was saying in that seminar that I just told you about. All right. Strategy number three, my favorite strategy. Remember the reason we read. Strategy three is to remember the reason we read. Whenever we read, 
anything narrative, fiction especially, but also nonfiction, as long as it's narrative, we're doing it in order to be, I think, to some extent taken away so that we can use our imaginations, engage our imaginations in constructing the reality that the words on the page are outlining for us. This is a very different experience than watching movies or TV shows, right? Because in that case, in in both of those cases, images are shown to us and we're taking them in. It's a completely different experience. So when people are reading your future unwritten book, that's what I want you to remember. You are serving them up an outline in a way. Um, You are serving them up the gist of a scene so that they can then create that scene in their own minds. And when you think of it that way, it's easy to see that, of, co- of course, it's not as, as quote unquote good as it is in your imagination, because you're, you're not even able to do that. You're not trying to do that. That's not the goal. The goal is not to paint for this person exactly what is in your imagination. If that's what you were doing, you would be a filmmaker. The goal is to convey the gist of it the outline of it, the bones of it, so that someone else can engage, a reader can engage their own imagination and fill in those gaps in a beautiful way, similar to the way that your imagination was doing it, but not identically. Because again, if we wanted it to be identical, we would just make a movie, you know? So that's what a book is. It's like, say you're in a courtroom and there's there's a really dramatic trial happening and um, we're in the courtroom and we're experiencing the trial and a transcript comes out of this trial, a transcript of everything that happened in the room. Of course, you're going to look at the transcript and you're going to say, this transcript, this transcript is nothing like what happened in the courtroom. It's missing the, it's missing the, the, the heavy tension in the air and the humidity and the the way that the 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 witness's eyes were darting back and forth and okay but in reading the transcript if someone is able to recreate that experience in their imagination the transcript is doing its job and the transcript can only do so much because it's just words on paper in the first place a novel or a memoir is like a transcript of this trial You're not trying to perfectly capture what's there. You're trying to capture enough so that someone else can reconstruct what's there in their own way. And so let yourself off the the hook for perfectly capturing what's in your imagination. That's not your goal. It's not possible. And it's not why you're writing a book. If that's what you wanted to do, you would write something else. You would write a screenplay. You would make a TV show. You would make a web series. And those are my tips. Number one, embrace the lesser evil. Number two, try on humility. Or in the words of George Saunders, go find your shithill and stand on it. And number three, remember the reason we read, to engage our imaginations. Thanks for listening. Happy writing. Thanks for listening to the First Draft Club. Subscribe and leave a review and I will adore you forever. And if you want to submit your own questions and attend these sessions live, you can join our community of authors by going to maryadkinswriter.com. That's Adkins with a D, like donut. And if you want to attend my free masterclass on how to finish your book in five simple steps, just go to maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass. That's maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass, and you can watch it 
instantly. Happy writing. See you next week.